0: theyeshiva.net okay, So let's start, Peter Gimel, kolza. balatanya, kolza, With this line, he summarizes the Maimer till now. Everything we spoke till now is dealing with the fire on top of the mezbeach. And here he makes a transition to the next stage, the next phase in this discourse, in this Maimer. What is the summation when he says kolza? What's kolza So let's summarize the kolza that uh, the mimer began that all year the predominant in the beis focused on Karbonis. Karbonis meant the fire that burnt. After of everything else, a sprinkling of the blood, but the fire that consumed the animals, the bulls, the rams, the sheep, and the goats. That's all your sukkahs. There's a new void, the avoda of nisuch Every morning, they're pouring water on the mizbeach, which, of course, the whole simchas beis revolves around that mitzvah, because they would dance a whole night. And then in the morning at dawn, they would blow shofar and go with a procession to the famous Shilayach spring to get the water, to retrieve, to draw the water, and come back and pour the water on the Mizbech. The kohen would pour the water on the Mizbech. Together with the wine that was poured every day, together with Nesachaya, in Sukkot seven days, there was Shmini Shminyatzeres, he says, which is what he started with, everything becomes Lachem. To understand all this, he gave a hagdama that now when there's no besamiktash, and there's no physical karbonis, and there's no physical mezbayach. So and Everybody has to have the courage and the serenity and the vision to be able to find all the experiences of Yiddishkeit within their own soul. They can't rely anymore on the the action is happening. The action is happening inside here. That's where the action is happening. Right? Which is in itself a very uh, important idea that the action is never happening there. The action is always in the person himself. I have to be able to find it in my nefesh, in my heart. And he says that's true about everything. To understand that everything exists in a person's heart. So in every generation one has to be able to find the fire that burns up the carbonus. One has to find the water that is poured in themselves, and one has to find the shminyat Yatzeres that brings it all together. And he says, Bechol Dor V'dor. The mashmooz from this is that in every generation it could be a little different. In other words, what's the meaning of the fire in every generation? You can't always compare it to another generation. Because L'chaire, what's Bechol Always. So he says, no Bechol Dor Chayev is Benav She'inyam Chinis Eish. Ininyam of the Bayim. In order to explain this, he first deals with Aish, till Pedek Gimel. Aleph and Beis was Aish, and then Gimel is Mayim, which is Sukkus. So Aleph and Beis is really not the focus on Sukkus, it's the Hagdama. What's the Aish? So Pedek Aleph, the Nekuda, was that in every Jew there's a fire. That fire is not his own avoda. That fire is an inborn gift. It's called Aish Shalomailah. Just like in the, Mizbe, in the Beis HaMiktosh and Eish Shalom in the image, in the visage, the d'mus of an Arya, of a lion, the Gemara says in Yuma Chafalaf, Revutza Zakari, the fire was like a crouched lion, a, a, a lave was licked. So the same is true, this aish is called an Arya, as he explains, Yishak, Yishag, Achri Hashem Eilekechem Teilecho Ka'aria Yishag, and this age just needs to be revealed and actualized, and that's the avoid of tefillah. Connect it midden and to be able to get in touch with your own inner, true, divine fire and passion that exists even though it could be plugged or repressed or concealed or blocked or relegated to the subconscious cellars of the human soul and sometimes sub-sub and sometimes sub-sub-sub sub, and... A little more. So you got to dig. But the Esh is there. And because the Esh is there, therefore we call it an Esh Shalomailah. And that fire is the only fire that can burn up all the other fires in a person's life. Without that fire, you can't expect a technical Judaism to compete with a passionate world. It's impossible. You can't Define a Judaism only on what you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed, allowed to do this, without giving people a passion, an ash, a fire. Because if I don't give people a passion, all I tell them is, the religion is not this, not this, not this, so you can't. So it, it, it's very, very difficult to compete with all the passion that's out there. It could be fake passion, it could be superficial passion, it could be sometimes destructive passion. But passion. Passion it is. And this is the biggest passion in daily life is, he says, the stress to make a living. Because that's almost see, see visible, it almost looks like good passion. Making a living is not a bad thing. It's not an addiction. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's it's But the daikah of it, the stress of it, is how we give ourselves passion sometimes. It's a fascinating observation. And... Uh, People need passion, and therefore the most easy available passion is to be stressed about life. If you're stressed, it looks like stress, but on on some psychological level, it's also passion. The ikin is you're busy with something. You're overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. Passion overwhelms. Aish is very powerful. It's intense. So the Gemara says, you're not allowed to eat before davening, because till davening, a person is not in the mental state where they're capable of eating the way a person needs to eat, which is always... To be in a place above the food where I can elevate the food. Where before davening, i myself. I'm like the food. I myself need an aliyah. Before davening, I'm still not in touch with my fire. So therefore, I'm myself in the pchin of the food. That's a Shalomailah. But before a Shalomailah, there's a shalomata. Every morning, the koyanim had to yeah. ignite a fire on the mizbeach. They used to do what's called the marachas. There were different groups of lumber, wood that were they put on the mizbeach. And they had to make a fire. They couldn't say, you'll bring the carbon and the fire will come down. That's not enough. Mitzvah lo'avi, minah says the Gemara. And fakir that was the first thing they did in the morning. That was the hachana. That was the preparation that the eish lamayla comes down. The eish lamayla comes down where there's an eish al-amat. What type of esh Minah adyit. What is this in Ruchanis? Physically, we know what it is. They had to take wood and, and make a fire. It was a system, how it worked. We speak about the maroches and Abaya have a mesad and say that a maroches mishmod the Gemara, maroches The whole sugi and yuma different Marachas groups of wood that they put on the mizbech and the position how you learn it out from the psukim and parshas taf. What is the Avoidah Here we're talking about the Avoida inside the person. So the Balatanya explains this by explaining the pasuk smoile taches leroshi v'yeminei techapkeni. Right, there's two Avoidas. Yeminei techapkeni is the experience of yemin. Which is Gilui, Chesed, Av, that embraces you. It's when the Shamas is saw, when the Tzitzis can feel the tremendous affection to, towards towards them, the indispensable value in them, which brings people closer, which elevates people, and they feel that they're in a grip, in a chibuk. Which a chibuk is not only an expression of love, but it's such an expression of love where you can't leave your grip. You're in my grip. It's not like another expression of love you have kisses, you have looking at somebody, you have talking to somebody, and all the other places, and all the other expressions the person can go. In chibuk, ena yachal Hipparid. In other words, it's inseparable. Which spiritually what that means is that it's such a powerful love where nothing can change it, nothing can alter it, nothing can destroy it. That's that's the power of yaminitech But the Balatanya says sometimes one can't even reach to that place. And the reason they can't reach that place, as we explained is I have to be able to receive it. I have to be able to experience it. I have to be able to feel it. I have to be able to be open to it. And very often there's too many things <coughs> blocking it. And it becomes a very tragic situation. Because the chibuk you see even physically, sometimes you'll try to hug a person and they will not let you. Huh? Put a hand like this. They will not let you. It's, it's too much. Forty years, I'm used to a different mahalach. We, don't, we just don't do this. Let's not. Let's not alter it. I'm talking physically, but of course, emotionally, it's even deeper than that. And therefore, you need to smile like, tachas l'reishi. What's tachas l'reishi"? My head. I have to take the midas smile, which is midas hayire, which is the concept of small doicha. I have to be able to have the courage to open myself up to all the things that are distancing me from the divine. All the things in my life, whether it's thoughts, words, actions, a way of thinking. It's the paradigms that I'm comfortable with and I'm ready to push myself off my step. I'm ready to really challenge myself, which later he calls harisha. It's plowing up the land, plowing the earth. When you're turning over, the Gemara says, You till the earth, we call it you till the earth. you mahapach the and that's the p'chin of Zeraya Tzedakahis. Jews are associated with Tzedakah. Jews give Tzedakah. Jews give Tzedakah and Chesed. That's Ayyid. He says, Lamata also. Lamayla they're called Tzedakah. Lamata they're called Tzedakah. That's what uh, qualifies the Jew. The Gemara in Yavam is by Shonim Rachmanim. It's an interesting word from the Bnei Yisashchai I once saw. I think in a Sefer Igri Dekala. One of his svarim I saw it once. He says that the Gemara says in Maseches Brachas. That at the beginning of Shemini Esrei, you mention all the three others, Elke Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and we learn it out from the Pesukim and Lech Lecha. Hashem says Avarechicha, Vagad Lashmecha, VeYebracha. That goes on him, his son, his grandson. Ya'chal Yuchoismen beKulon. Talmud Loimar. VeNivruchu Vicha beChachoismen. At the end of the bracha, we don't say Magen Avraham, Magen Yitzchak, Magen Yaakov. Why not? He's the shield of Avraham. He's the shield of Yitzchak. The end is only Avraham. BeChachoismen. So Bnei Soscha says uh, that throughout Gaulus the Jewish people operated on three different levels. There's Jews who were very into giving, chesed, Jews who their thing was Avoida, Avoide is is Yitzchak, Kerbonis, Afkeda, and Yaakov is Tore, three Kavim, and you could connect in different ways. Then comes a Golos, The Bnei Soscha didn't even know how right he was, with mass assimilation. You look at most Jews, they can't even read Aleph Most Jews, you have 16, 17 million Jews today, can't read Aleph We're sitting here among Jews who could read Aleph Beis, but most of Christ's still can't read Aleph Never mind read Mishnayis, never mind read a Pasuk Chumash, never mind read a, a Rashi. Tefillah, most Jews don't know how to daven. Even those who officially know how to daven don't know how to daven, as we know. It's not so simple. Bechach Yitzchak and Yaakov, throughout Golos, assimilation affected it. But the p'chin of Avram, the the idea that Jews give, that assimilation didn't affect. Sometimes they give for research of whales in New Zealand. Sometimes to save kangaroos, sometimes to save turtles, and sometimes for some causes that are maybe not the most uh, moral or normal causes. But that's already the software. This is how they're expressing it. But the Nekudah is, it's one quality that assimilation didn't destroy. Chach Choyzman, he said, Mugging Avraham, I'm going to protect the Midah of Avraham. That this quality of the Jewish people to give will never ever get lost, even with tremendous, tremendous assimilation, when Torah and Tfilah were lost by many Jews. And even the Jews who have it, it's... uh, Very interesting. So he says, Yidna cult stuck, but the t needs to be planted. What's planted? I need it take needs to take root in the earth. And the only way it can be planted is if you if you plough the earth. And he says the mitzvahs a whole year, then it's all a whole year. It needs to go into the Khriisha. And the Khriisha, that's how Sarasimai true and Yim Kippur. All the Viduyim of Yim Kippur is the smilai tahaslerishi. The courage to be able to open yourself up to all the toxicity, all the venom, all the, all the, as he puts it, the richuk. The distance that comes between you and your truth, and your fire, between you and your soul, between you and Hashem, between you and other people. That's the idea. That's why we ask mechila before Yom Kippur. It's the same thing. You could be close to somebody, but there's a, there's a, there's a richuk, so we can't hug each other because there's too much sitting in my chest, or your chest, or both of our chests. And if I'm not ready to shake up the earth, it's not going to take root, and therefore, it also <coughs> won't grow. And he said, you see, practically the difference between two people who give tzedakah, one gives tzedakah, because he has money, but it's from a place of, of arrogance. And he says, that person, you will don't expect much, and don't expect camaraderie, because the whole yisoid is, he just throws the bones. And the other person who did the chrishe, that's Avramavinu, a Anoichi Afar, Anoichi Afar it's a different type of tzedakah. Zirei Yatzdokis, then matsmiach Yeshuas, the Matzmiyach, the Yom Kippur starts growing and Sukkis is the smicha, And then one can experience the yeminoy Techapkeni, which is the Eish So the Eish HaLamata is Mitzvah Lohavi Minah Hedid, what Shat Minah Hedid is, I have to do. What says I have to do? I have to go into those places in my life that are peasant-like. Why? Because if I don't acknowledge them, if I don't look at them, if I don't create room for them, if I don't identify them, which is painful. Who wants to go there? Who wants to go to the head yet? Who wants to go to the to the to that to, to, to that part that causes the distance? But if I'm not ready to go there and to look at it, so then ultimately it becomes a mechitza, it becomes a partition, it, it creates hard offer where nothing. There can't be a nizri, the mitzvahs can't be nizra, the tztaqah can't be nizra, and ultimately I can't even feel and experience the immunity apkeini. So mitzvah in a means, he says, when a person has to be able to discover that which causes pain, which creates an outcry, it creates a meridus, it creates a, a deep frustration, a This is fascinatingly what allows the tremendous ava, that exists in him because of the Eish to come down on the Mizbeach, which is the heart. The heart is called the Mizbech. So even though it's the so he says, the real Harisha is the days of aseret Simei Tshuva. Aser but still, nevertheless, Mitzvah Lavi Egyar was every day. So presumably, that at some level, that Harisha is yeah, avada a daily avada. Yeah, It's still a daily order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's still a daily And that's, this we're going to see in everything. In other words, when he speaks about uh, Mayim, you're going to see it's an avoid that relates to every day. But the concept is that every yomtiv highlights a certain avoided that in the microcosm exists every day. But the yomtiv accentuates it. That becomes the focus of it. A marshal would be a couple celebrates an anniversary. So this is the only day you celebrate your marriage. 364 days a year we fight. Once a year we say mazal tov, tov. It's nice knowing you. Of course... If you're not celebrating 364 year, days a year, the anniversary, that's not going to look very good. Yeah, I once heard from the Labavitch Rebbe. He said in America they have what's called the Man of the Year. They announce every year at the end of the year, too soon, 2017, the Man of the Year. So he said the Chavshteinish, the Man Is it a man? Is it a mensch? Is it a mensch? If he's a human being, so then he was a man before and after. And if not this year, he's also not a man. But I'll call pardon So, what's the idea? The idea is that there's days that we highlight the relationship. We focus. This is the day we're going to focus on our anniversary. A whole year we're stressed with this. You go out, you spend time, you talk, whatever. I mean, I'm just giving a marshal. That's the concept. So now we go transition from Eish to Mayim. So it says, And in that itself, it was Pedeq Aleph and Pedeq Beis. Pedeq was Eish Shalomayla. Pedeq Beis was the Eish Shalomata, which is the Hedyit, tuning into the Hedyit. And that's also part of the Havad. That's also part of the Havad. Now remember, that part of the Havad is not always an exciting part of Havoyda, but it's part of the Havad. And that itself is a very comforting idea. That to examine certain parts in yourself is oichan It's a Heleke It's not Pshat, over there there's no Kedusha. That itself is Kedusha, people don't realize. Be able to confront stuff that I don't want to confront, and doing Cherisha, it's talking not planting, it's talking not harvesting, it doesn't have the glory of, of Matzmiach Yeshuas. But Zerayat Dukas which comes from Cherisha, is an Avoide, that's the Eish that's the thing that I contribute. This is not a gift. This is what I do because this is the human, the human experience. There's another dimension which is greater and higher. And that's the water that they poured on the altar on Sukkot. What, why is this? And what's Pshavenim in a Madrega Gavoya? You just said that the Ashes, there's an Ava that burns in the heart of the Jew. It roars like a lion. It's passionate. The person doesn't want to be separate. What's deeper? So he says, You see that water is marva. Marva means it uh, quenches. It quenches the tsimoyin, the dursh, the thirst that comes from the element of fire. Just as it is, biologically in a person's life, the isaid Ha'esh represents the warmth and the heat of the person. It also represents the the <coughs> dehydration of the body, and the Mayim quenches the tsimayin, so to speak, just like physical Mayim extinguishes the ash or cools, it cools the fire. So a person... Is thirsty and they drink water to quench the tsimwa. Kumar the Navi says in Yeshaya, Hoy is like, whoa, in, in Lash and Kaidish. Let every thirsty human being go to water. Why is he bringing a pasuk here? Kedarika, in Tanakh, you see this musak, that the mayim is what relaxes, it steals, it stills, it sefashtilt, it, it, uh, <coughs> It cools calms. the heat, huh? it calms the thirst. What's V'gam? Just like by ash we spoke there's Esh, Maila and Esh, l'mate. Mayim also, it's not one type of mayim. There's one level of mayim, and a deeper level of mayim, and a deeper. zula l'mayl, So this mayim is going to discuss, that the, meant what mayim is. But he says in that itself, you could do many benibches. Kediksev, an example of the highest level would be atar esoladas. Ki Hashem hu elakim b'shamayim avalach metalkhes einoid muvadei. Moshe says, "You have shown us to know that Hashem hu elakim heresa bereiachushes." The word is heresa. You showed us when somebody sees something reiachushes. It's very visual. It's very real. Shulbchin is bittel b'metzias legamri b'pchin es reiye. This represents a complete bitl, complete oneness. To the point that you could call it Re'iyah. It's like when the person sees it and experiences it. As explained elsewhere, This is called water. It cools and it extinguishes the heat of the fire. Why? Since this person is in a state of complete oneness with Hashem, automatically the fire and the passion of the natural fire and the divine soul and the thirst that is as intense as a glowing flame becomes extinguished and becomes cooled down because the person is in a state of mayim which he's calling here betel So you would think that cooling the fire is a chisaret. You have a fire burning. We're talking about a p- very powerful fire. It's a fire of the esh the divine flame. But there's a deeper than the esh, and that's the Mayim. What does Mayim do? Mayim relaxes. Mayim cools the fire. Mayim extinguishes the flame. There's no flame anymore. You pour water, and the water has a power to d- extinguish the flame. That means there's a power in water that doesn't exist in fire. Despite the blazing koyach and potency of fire, which we all, we'll all understand, the power of Mayim is deeper than the power of Aish. Its coolness and its properties extinguish the Eish. So what is this in Avedah? That there's a Pchina in Avedah Hashem that extin- extinguishes the Chaim it's Mekarah the Khaima Aish and it doesn't exist anymore, the fire. Now, when you read this, it's like, isn't this fire? You just poke, I got some ice, at the fire. So he gives a mush. This is a, quite a mush. Take the love of a child to a father. And we're talking here about a child and a father who have a deep and loving relationship consciously. The Mashal exists with every child and father. But sometimes the Eish is plugged. It's not there. Sometimes children and parents, there's a lot, before you get to the immunity Apkeni, you have to get to the Smaj LeTachas right? But I'm just bavarding this because you are gonna might ask, I don't have this with my father. I understand you may not have it with your father. But the Mashal is <laughs> Nachal Tzah Mashal. And the Nimshal is Nachal in other words, to be, to be able to understand the Meshallam is Oichas schos To be able to understand the Meshallam is Oichas Chos. When he wants to come close to his son, or come close to his father, but he's still Ktsas Rochech. He's not very Rochech. If he's very, very remote, then it's a different Pechina. But he's still somewhat far, and he wants to get close. What happens then the love is visible it's conspicuous it protrudes it's expressed from the heart outwards should where do you see it Tata, father father he's still far and he wants to get close and the excitement and the enthusiasm exp- brings out the deep passion and the deep love so everything that's in the heart doesn't remain dormant, it comes out. And it comes out in a in a scream, which is basically the age burning. It's a blaze of love. That's the scream of Abba, Abba. Mashe'en show love of mamish. But when there's no richuk anymore, when he's mamish by his father, when they actually meet, what happens now? Hine, now his words, Hine halev, the heart, toichoi rotzuf ahavah. Uh, He's paraphrasing Shir HaShir. The inside of the heart, Rotzof, is from the word like Ritzba. It's tiled. It's its floor. Toichoy, the inside is Rotzof Ava. It's completely covered with love. Aval Eina Niriz Veniglas Chutzman Alev. But it's not visible outside. Vilachay Nikreb Chines Mayim. This is called Mayim. Shemekareb Chines Ha'esh. Sheloitis Galalachutzkim. This is Betay Chalev. That's the Mayim that extinguishes. It cools off the Chayma Eish. Not that the Eish is not there. The aish remains inside and doesn't come out because the relationship has now reached a much deeper place. It's your airport, muscle when you greet somebody at the airport. Right. What is it? Let's say the father didn't see his son for two, three years. Right? Or the other way around. And you come to the airport and you see from far. You see from far your child or your father. So you scream from excitement. I'm talking a person who's not uh, self-conscious. You're so excited, you run, you scream. There's a passion there. Now you meet him, and you give you meet him to You give a hug. Now you should start screaming. Now is no, Now you're quiet. You hug. Be You don't see they're hugging each other. screaming and hollering. There's something off before. Yeah, but now not. Why? For you, you met them. Now is the excitement. This is your dream. This is you waited for a few years. This is it. But it's not like that. So what is it? So we usually don't articulate it. But the word is, if you start screaming, then there's something very off. As me kvichet yemult. Men or women? The women, we keep oh, the girls. More emotional. Yeah. If cared, also, also, the mother is meeting her daughter, or the mother is meeting her son, or the mother, the, the woman is meeting her best friend. So before that, this tremendous expression of passion. After that, when you're actually hugging, yeah? yeah? Sometimes you cry, but you don't. Then it's not a scream. Before that is the scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's silence. In general, the women are more emotional. Fine, but chlaal. So you're saying you should give a marshal of women, you want? No, no. So give a marshal he's of fine. women. I did a great marshal. <laughs> why is he giving a marshal of Usually a halva goes in the fat <laughs> the <laughs> sun, not so much the sun. Because the nimshal, and the nimshal is the khta'avasa ben alav, but the the, the, the marshal could be the avalabeno sa'avad. A son loves the father. A the father. He son just does, does not know the to. Uh, there's They're a lot good. of blockages, but he wants to. A son loves a father. That was the biggest, son loves a father. It's sometimes hard, again, this, like he says, there's blockages. When the father doesn't love his father, then the son can love his father. Maybe. Okay, Reb Nochem, thank you for the clarification. And it all goes back to Adam, who didn't like himself, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, yeah, yeah. You mean the baby is screaming? And then when they connect, And that's why in davening, we have the same concept. You reach Shemayna Esra, and in Shulchanar, the Allah is, Esra is Belachash, it's quiet. Lechoyre, you should ask, Psukat is Zimre, Davzich Kochem. A passion. Birch is Krishma, is with a Koch. Shemayin Esra. The Gemara says, you're in front of the Melech. Da'alifnei Miata Oymet. the highlight of Davening. Here is where Eshter is And even in Karlin, in Stalin, where they scream all Davening, they scream on top of their lungs, but even then Shminastra is quiet. What happened? What happened? You forgot about me. So he says, no. Keep a de Zimra. When you're in Psuka de Zimra before Shminas, the beginning of Davening, who Now you arouse the love that's like a fire. for And whenever there's a fire, there's combat. Fire can only live from destroying something. If fire does not destroy, it doesn't live, it dies. Hashem al-Akecha, Eish Passion <coughs> needs to burn up, something has to yield, something has to give way. So, Psukkah de Zimra, Yema'eira the Eish, and that Eish burns up. It burns up the thorns, it burns up the weeds, it burns up the Ishim that are Eish zarekana. In fact, the Balatanya says elsewhere, Psukkah de Zimra means not only song, verses of song, Zimra. But also from the Larshan, the Gemara says, we have a Mesechta Shabbos, Aritzim, weed out. You have to weed out the thorns of a tree. Psukah de Zimra are the verses that let you weed out. The avoid of de Zimra is to be able to find the fire, which again includes two states the Hedyit, Mitzvah Lavi in a and the Eshelamaila. And that's where the psukah de Zimra is. Excuse me. <coughs> 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 huh? Cutting or singing? Cutting. Both. Both. The zimra, the passion, comes from the cutting. <laughs> For the person is so to speak, as though he's distant from the king. He says kiilu because in the nimshal he's not really distant, but in the emotional experiences is a <laughs> In are you actually hugging. The ben and the av became are now one. What are you screaming? The screaming here. Represents a distance. So when there's a distance, you're fighting, you're competing with the other Aish. Now passion is appropriate. This calls passion. The scream, Father, Father, Abba, Abba, where are you? Come! That's That represents the truth of the moment. When I'm with my father, and you start screaming, Father, Father! You whisper, huh? you whisper. You whisper yeah. You whisper, or you don't say anything. There's a melting away. And it, it, you experience the light. You experience tainuk. Just to be together, to together one us. To right, together. So why do we why do we say words? Say? Huh? Speak for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's belachash. Belachash, belachash. We're is I'll give a marshal to illustrate this. The marshal was given by Chizidim to explain this idea of the Balatanya. And it's a very interesting muscle, and it really brings out the point. There was a Jew who was very wealthy, and one night for dinner he invited a poor man to his table. The poor man was used to eating a few crumbs of bread a day with a cup of water. He walks into the wealthy man's house, and just looking at the table set beautifully, with the chairs and the tablecloth and the expensive cutlery and the exquisite dishes already triggered him with such a spiral. He's like, wow, 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 unbelievable. He sits down on the chair and he sinks in. He's like, this is amazing, incredible. And then the first course comes, the soup comes, and he can't believe his eyes. Ash, right, he's excited. And every spoon that he puts into his mouth, he doesn't stop singing the praises of the soup. Never mind when the chicken comes and the meat and the vegetables and all the other courses. This man is in ecstasy. In the kitchen, you have the chefs. They're talking to each other. And they're watching the scene. The wealth, the poor man doesn't stop extolling the virtues of the food. The wealthy man comes in. No, he's stylous. He sits down, he eats. So one chef tells the other chef, finally, to somebody who appreciates what we do, the table that we set up, the cuisine, the quality of the food, the service, finally, one person appreciates it. One person appreciates it. He says, no, 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 you're making a mistake. (laughs) You're making a mistake, it's the other way around. He says, what do you mean? I'll prove it to you. Tomorrow, (laughs) let's see what happens tomorrow as I the same mindset. the poor person comes, but instead of serving a meal as they should serve, they bring out a poor person's meal. A couple of pieces of uh, dark, old, stale bread with a stickle kartoffel, with a piece of potato that's half-baked, and that's what they bring. The poor man looks at it, and he's like, okay, you know, back to the usual. And he starts eating. The wealthy man gets into a rage. He starts hollering and screaming, right. He wants to fire everybody. Suddenly, as I raised from the Calem, he's so frustrated. So the chef says, What happened yesterday? He was so calm. Today he's so upset. What happened? Where's the passion coming from? So he says, I'll explain it to you. He is much more connected to this food than the poor person. It became so much a part of him that it doesn't evoke excitement anymore. He takes it for granted. Just like when you're alive, you're breathing, you don't focus and get excited because you take it for granted. It's part of you. It's who you are. The poor man, for him, the food is a khidish Because it's a chiddish, he's the He's overwhelmed from the novelty, from the newness. The cry, the hespilus always comes because there's a gulf between you and the treasure and you like can't believe you're getting it, or you're going to get it, or it's coming close to you, and it's taking you out of your caleb because it's a new thing for you. It says, for the wealthy man, this is him, he's one with it. So he's quiet. Not because he's disconnected, because he's completely connected. Where do you see the difference? When you take it away. For the poor person, you take it away? No. The wealthy man, you can't take it away from him. It's inseparable. You now took away a piece of his heart. New money is always noisier than old yeah. money. New money, yeah. <laughs> I once said from Abiyal Khan, he said that there was a yeshiva in Russia, in Rostov, there was a yeshiva. And there was a big hunger there in the early 20s. And the boys' mamash didn't have what to eat. And one time somebody brought a uh, a kachka. <laughs> How do you say a kachka? A duck. A duck. And they saw a duck for dinner. They brought it in. So all of them, you know what, uh, if you ever went to a hotel, what it looks like, when they bring out the pizza, you see some on the shmuggles board, how the oilam jumps. They all jumped on the duck to eat. Pung, that day, a supporter, a gvir, who was a supporter of the yeshiva, came to see. And he comes in, and he takes a look. So he tells one of the mashgichim, he says, this is how Bnei behave. behave." They jump on the duck. I mean, there was a hunger. He was, uh, he was very, very unimpressed. So this mashgiach tells him the story, this marshal, And he says, how do you eat? He says, very calm. He says, you eat so calm, while do You are the duck. For them, the duck is a chiddish. <coughs> it's a new thing. They jump it. It's like, wow, I can't believe I have it. He says, Of course you believe you have it. Do kachka. why should you be excited? This is you. I don't know how much money he gave afterwards. But the uh, is a One of the bachim who was older, he was one of the Yeah, said this, to him. Said this to him. Now let's 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 understand the Vart. What does this mean? When a person is excited about something, it demonstrates there's a closeness. If I don't care about it, why am I excited? When I'm screaming, Abba, Abba, whoever, whatever I'm screaming, there's a closeness. He says, Rache So on one level, you're very close, but now take it one step deeper. Why am I getting so excited? I'm getting so excited. All excitement represents the fact that there's a fire that's burning something up that's alien. All excitement is coming from the fact that I'm passionate about it, because there's something in the way, the standing in the way, and the hispilus. The passion is an expression of crossing the gulf between where I am and where I want to be, or where I could be, or I should be, or where I feel I yearn to be. Resistance. It's the resistance that I'm overcoming. All it, all of it. That's what he says in Torah and Mekates the Chanukah Marim. We learned once that there's a difference how the log burns and how straw burns and how oil burns. When the log burns, it's koilus of rock. You make a bonfire, you put in a long ashtikholz, a gross ashtikholz, and it burns with koilus. you put in straw or twigs, there's like a sizzle. Oil burns bachashoy, silence. So the Balatani explains it, slash... Science with spiritual, so- with sp- through spiritual science, he says a log has an ego, doesn't want to get burnt up. You put me in fire, I resist. You see, it's not easy to get a log on fire. It resists, and when you get the log on fire, it burns because there's tremendous resistance. He says the straw is more able. It's not so brute. It's not so crude. It's not so, it's not so dense. So it submits with less kailas. And he says, oil, shemen, is bitl. So it yields, it submits to the flame in silence. Because there's no resistance. It's like, it belongs here. It's consumed in its own source, in its natural source. So now, you have a Jew's relationship with another person. Your best friend, your spouse, your father, your mother, somebody very, very close to you. Think about the person who's closest to you in your life, buttaka close to you emotionally close. Here the marshal is the child and the father, but think about it in your own life. And you haven't seen them in years, and you miss them. Think about your own child perhaps, and you miss them, and you see them, and you get very excited, you get very emotional, and you start screaming. What's the scream? The scream is, there's spirals that come from the fact that there's a distance, and you want to overcome that distance, and all the yearning is there, and it's yearning to something you don't have. Now I met my child after a few years, and I'm hugging him. Now screaming is, you're off. Why are you screaming? Now it's a moment of tainug, not a moment of tsimoyan. There's tzimoyen or there's tainug. Tsimoyan is thirst. Tainug is gishmak, pleasure. Now it's tainug. This is mayim, it's not ish. Not because there's no Keshe, not because there's no Dvekas, because there's a much deeper Dvekas. This is not Hispilus, this is called Dvekas. Hispilus means you're distant and you're affected. Dvekas means you're completely one. And because you're completely one, there's no screaming and there's no expression of the excitement, not because it's not there, because there's no gulf, because you're completely there. You melt away in it. There's no distance, and therefore there's no ego, there's no I. The poor man, he's so alien to this world, it's like, wow, 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 because he's distant from this world. He's never one with it. The gvir is so quiet about it, because it's completely integrated. I am one with it, there's no distance anymore. In other words, there's no I and you that are trying to come together. The log has an I, and the fire is a you, and they're fighting. And the fighting creates this stylus. What this means is it's a very subtle observation. His spilus represents so much closeness and yet it represents so much distance. That's why. Huh? There's the distance which I'm overcoming through the passion. It's the ash. So in Davening you have these two states. In Zimra is the of ish. And the ash is burning. And that's powerful. I'm yearning. I'm trying to overcome. I want to get there. I'm, 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 I'm searching. I'm screaming, Abba, Abba, Father, Father. Then there's the p'chin of Shemini Esther. No, it's Now it's Dvekas. What's Dvekas? Dvekas is the Tainuk. You just melt away. There's no you and I anymore. So why are you screaming? The screaming represents that I want to get to you. In other words, the I is far from you, somewhat far from you. But here, the I and you are enmeshed in one. We just melt away in this. Ecstasy in this tainuk. So therefore there's no rikhuk and that's why there's no screaming, there's no psyche That's the mayim that cools off the chayma'ish It's Makara the chayma'ish why so screaming shows a lack of confidence. Not so much about confidence. I don't know why, you, why do you, what do you mean by a lack of confidence. Okay, that could be too. That could be too. There were uh, there were tzaddikim throughout the generations, different types of davening. Those who davened with tremendous espilas, tremendous screaming, tremendous passion, they'd throw up their hands and sway their bodies and jump and dance, literally they they, they screamed, they hollered. There were others that by davening, if you looked you almost saw nothing. If you didn't have the right eyes, you'd even think the person is cold and detached. They're like careless. There's no tnua, nothing. mamush, no tenua. So sometimes a person is so quiet because they're not there. <laughs> they're, just, they're not excited, they're not there. But sometimes you have to have a khush. Sometimes it's deeper. They're much more there. And because they're much more there, is kvitchet You have, especially in the Chasideh world, people think sometimes that a relationship with God is about screaming, and the more you scream, the more the relationship. It's really the other way around. Now, I'm not. We're not even talking about a type of screaming that he's not addressing because it's not ayla shulcha Sometimes people scream by davening because they feel nothing. That he's not even addressing because that's. That's like a nebach situation. You mamish feel nothing, but it's Nila, it's Kol Nidre, it's Rosh Hashanah, and you feel nothing. If you would be honest with yourself and with God, you would say that. But to say to yourself that it's Nila and I feel nothing, not only nothing, worse than I feel a to <laughs> right? It's pretty ugly. So what do you do to overcome that? You scream like a Mishugana. But you could see the whole psyche. but that he's not that's not Allah yeah. that's Dhamma oh, There your resistance is there you, 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 you're, you're, you're also resisting. resisting. You're, yeah, you're yeah. trying to resist the truth right. the truth about yourself. You're also resisting. You're trying to scream at yourself. Stop telling me who you are. Stop telling me you don't feel I'm gonna make you feel you the ones came into He was screaming. So chassid went over to me, says, Was Shrey stuff geproofed mit Guten? Before you scream, try this. So some of these people scream, and they start banging and banging and banging, and the 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 more they scream, the less they're feeling. Your tough, is what I'm saying. They're fighting their apathy. They're fighting their apathy in a way that strengthens their apathy. Well, they're waking up their, 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 their deep emotions sometimes. 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 Now we have a new havada. Yeah. When When you yell, I can't hear you. Huh? When you yell. Yeah. I can't hear you. What do they say? What do they tell lawyers? They say when emotions are on your side, if you're defending a person, and emotionally you can get to the jury, because, you know, it's a sensitive thing and you could show this person is innocent or guilty, whatever, then scream emotions. When the law is on your side, pound the law. Just pound the law, even if it's cruel. But you pound the law. If not the law is on your side, then not emotions are on your side, then pound the table. And that's what lawyers do. They start pounding. I'm not going to allow this evil in the 21st century in America. "Okay, But the screaming is dramatic. The jury says, yeah, yeah. Machel, machel, machel. You pound the table. Why do you pound the table? Because you got nothing to say. Divrei Chachamim Benachas It's part of this yesoid. Not Divrei Chachamim. Of course Benachas neshmaim. When you don't have an argument, you yell. When do people start calling you on Apicurus? When? Usually. No answer, when they have no answer. You ask me a question, I have no answer. What do I say? Apicursus. I take out that card. So when a rebel beats up a child, it's the same way? You always manage to bring it to the subject. <laughs> But we have the concept of cry to Hashem. We never have the quiet Avada! and he spoke by al Hashem. The whole <laughs> mind now is about crying and psyche. I'm just saying this article it's important to say in our generation. That sometimes the screaming is It's also resistance, but it's not the person is in a web of, of horrible sheker. And the louder they scream... The worst, Mitzvah by the way. The louder you scream, the worst is the results afterwards. Kiyaduah But here we're talking even a much more sophisticated This is a tzayka. There's a real MS here. I'm screaming, I'm yearning, I'm searching. I'm talking here about, that's why I spoke about and People, I don't only mean tzaddikim, I mean people who, in a very honest place, their davening was all screaming. A lot of it. And what was it? It's a spyless. And you look at it, and it's genuine. It's genuine. And it's very, 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 it's very powerful. And it makes a deep impression. But really, there's something much deeper. When there's real oneness, when there's real dvekas, there's nothing. You don't see anything. It's quiet. You know why? There's no you to scream. The you melted away. You're not there. The screaming shows how much the ego is still present. It's beautiful because you're trying to you're trying to overcome the law. You're trying to you're trying to get to the father. It's Gavaldic But realize the distance. In Dvekus, that's Mayim. There's no it's it's cold. It's cold. There's no flame, there's no blaze. It looks like everything is extinguished. Why? Not because there's no fire. Because it's beyond fire. Because it's completely one. Because you're already burnt up. <laughs> you're already consumed. I'm already part of it. We're together. We're one. So the fire can't exist anymore. Fire needs to burn something up. There's nothing to the burn up. That's why he calls it Bittl B'Metzias. Bittl means there's no ego that's separate anymore. I'm already consumed. If I'm consumed, the fire can't exist. What is it? Mayan. At When there was haresa says means they weren't excited about God. Being excited about God means that you're distant from God. The Hest. So you, now, now, now understand here, you'll speak to people who know a little bit about Jewish spirituality, they'll say, what's Hesidus? To get excited about Hashem. The Balatanya says, yeah, but that's Eish. <laughs> to be excited about God means I'm still far. In, I'm not excited. In, in my I'm not excited about it. I'm not excited. I'm just one. In that hug, in that embrace, I don't even feel myself. When I don't feel myself, I can't be excited. Excitement means I feel myself, and I'm trying to overcome that. So that's I remember one. I went with my wife to the Grand Canyon once in Arizona. So I read before about it. I read up here, but I wanted to see, and I saw pictures and this. So I thought I knew what I'm going to see, and then I remember I came there. So we parked, and you go there, and I took a look, and I remember for thirty seconds I like lost my uh, my breath. I like I lost my standing. I was like, it 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 startled me. It overwhelmed me. I couldn't get that. You can't get that 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 vision from the pictures. Mark Twain said, when God created the Grand Canyon, he did not create the adjectives with which to describe it. So. And then when I came back to myself, so to speak, I realized this you can't prepare for. Because this is something where you get lost in the process. So you're not excited, you're not screaming, you're not howling, You're not like, wow, this is amazing, this is beautiful. Today it's not shy because people come to take pictures. They're not experiencing it. Right? You're busy taking the pictures so you can tell somebody else you were there. But this is not this, it's not about your experience of it. If you could talk about your experience, you're not experiencing it. You're experiencing yourself. When you're experiencing God, you're not experiencing God, you're experiencing your emotions about God. When you experience the divine, there's no experience. And when there's no experience, what does it look like? It looks like Mayim that was poured (laughs) on the fire, and there's no fire anymore. Not because there's no fire, because you went to a place that's much deeper than fire. You went to a place of Mayim. What's the tainuk. Be ashes not? That's the Aminu Tichapkedi. So when he said before that from Yom Kippur you come to Sukkos, the Tzmicha of the Ava, the Eshalomailah, Sukkos is deeper than the Eshalomailah. Sukkos is Nisachamayim. What's the Nisachamayim? The Nisachamayim is the ability to melt away in Ava Kamayim, in the tainuk of Elokos, without any resistance. Without a y, without but, why, a, without overcoming anything, without the wine, water, yeah, yeah. Which is, of course, also in wine and water. Wine is an intoxicating beverage. It's something outside of you that makes you lebidic. Water, you don't get drunk on water. So why was there so much dancing? Dancing sounds like the resistance. Uh, it's my, it's The simchas based on the dancing. You're asking was not resistance. there's two types of dancing. There's a dancing where you're trying to resist. but then there's a dancing where ah, uh, you let go. you're just celebrating a relationship. It's a different type of dancing. Just like in davening, there's two types of quitching. <laughs> there's a dancing where it's like, I'm gonna make myself happy. <laughs> and then there's where, like like those who surf the ocean a surfer once told me. He says the chush is you never fight the waves. There's no, you go. You're, you're you're part of the ocean. You're in the ocean. You don't even feel yourself distinct. It goes up. It goes down. You never combat the waves. Eish is a combat. Eish always is combative. It's confrontational. Make me a fire and I'll show you confrontation. Something has to get burnt up. Something is being confronted. Hashem ala kecha eish oichla. Mayim doesn't confront. The dance, yeah. So there's two types of dance. The dancing, that's also I'm overcoming resistance. But then there's a dance where you just... Huh? Sure. Yeah, the so person, you the person... Some people dance so hard, some people just go with the flow, yeah, and, and, and the Yeah, And the core, the real dancing is when there's no self-consciousness. Mm-hmm. You'll see, when people are self-conscious, they can't dance. It's a forced dance. Right? And they're always looking around. To really dance, you have to lose your self-consciousness. That's what real dancing is, and that's what real simch is. It's tainun. When you're not self-conscious, when you don't feel the self, you can really dance. You just let go. You let go. It's not an easy thing. You remember at your daughter's wedding? Is there a difference between the big as the Avada, Anoichi Ofer V'Eifer is still the Hagdama. It's the Hagdama, it's the Asher Simei Tshuv, it's Yom Kippur, that's even before the Eish Maila. So we have three dimensions. You have Anoichi Ofer V'Eifer is the Eish You have Eish which is a whole year. Now remember, Hispilus is not a small thing. A whole year, that was the Void in the Beis HaMikdash. Mat and Abba Abba. You come to the third Mahre, and after Shmavatel Zayin... It's just the sense that the subtlety of it. The subtlety of it. Mm-hmm. Juggling is also magic. You, know, you don't do when you do when you're not. Juggling also all the juggling by Simchas Beis Hashreve, There was no self consciousness mm-hmm. there. Reb Shimon Gamliel today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to say names, but Reb Shimon Gamliel was considered the rebbe of the generation. And what was he doing by Simcha Sheva? He was juggling eight torches. Today, who juggles? The kids who were thrown out of yeshiva. The kids who were at sixteen were thrown out of yeshiva, and instead of baruch instead of going there, baruch Hashem, they went into juggling school. David But in this manah it wasn't like that. The Gemara says in Sukkah, who juggled? Shmuel, Abaya, Levi, Reb Shimon Ben Gamliel, Reb Zee, Reb Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Would juggle hadassim by the by the by the chasinas. These were mamers, the g'doyliadar, the top rosh yeshivas, the top rebbes, They would stand and juggle. To Today, practice. what would it look like? That, means that all the have... websites would, would, would make fun they of that. They had to practice at other times as well. <laughs> very good. The gefinstalim all the they're weak, very good. It's not weak, it's None I understand. Uh, they the pastors They had to practice. Yeah after the Shia, before the Shia, but that... You're dealing with... literally the G'doy hadar, not the Peser. Reb Shemim Gamliel was the nasi of the, of the Sanhedrin. Rambam he says, Oymid B'mkai Moshe He's juggling by Simchas B'shashayev. What's juggles to. And machen Machin Hazoi, glance him at the and Machin Hazoi and hold on to this. So you understand that sometimes we live a little bit in a different Judaism. It's very, very self-conscious. Our... A lot of our Jews, which has nothing to do with Judaism, doesn't even have to do with the first (laughs) P'china. The first P'china is not self-conscious. The first P'china is, it's a self-consciousness that's very, it's very subtle. I'm screaming, Father, Father, I'm in a very deep relationship. But the relationship is not so profound that he could say that there's no explosion. There's an explosion. In Mayim, there's no explosion. There's just, there's just complete intimacy. I'll tell you two moments that, uh, just for my, me personally, they speak to. But every person in their own life can. I saw the Lubavitcher Rebbe daven for many, many years. From when I was a little child. <coughs> and he would not move during davening. Not Shabbos, not Yom Tif, not the weekdays. Not Rosh Hashanah, not Yom Kippur, not Kol Nidre, not Nehila. Would not move. And uh, so when I was younger, I always saw it. So a yid once told me, there's a yid, a chasheve a yid, who grew up in a different community. And he told me he came once to Rosh Hashanah to 770. And he walked in, he walked in from a different neighborhood, and he started to look at the Rebbe, and the Rebbe was standing at the shtendah, not moving. And he said that transformed his life. Because <laughs> he was used to to And it was fascinating to see. It could be Yom Kippur by Naila. People by Nailah. Even people who don't have in a whole year. Right? They scream give Kippur. Everybody, Mishrait. And it's not a fake thing. It's sometimes, again, I'm not talking every, But sometimes it's, it's where the person is and it's very genuine. <laughs> And it was fascinating to see it would remain in the same place, almost not even sway, almost not shake, in the same place for hours and hours and there was literally no movement. So he once told a story that the Alti Rebbe, the Balatanya, when he Davened it was with a lot of emotion. The Mitle Rebbe, No, the Mitlarebbe wouldn't wouldn't move. He said he had a streimel that was spitzik, a pointed streimel. And uh, once the Gabbai showed somebody that in the middle of davening, farah, uh, farah is uh, vapor. Vapor came out from the spitz of the streimel, from the point of the streimel the vapor came out by the middle of the son of the Balatanya. That's how deep it was. But you have to have a khush for this. Because you could look at somebody not moving and say, okay, they're not interested, they're cold. Mayim could look cold, and really it's much hotter than fire. What looks cold is often much hotter than fire. In real, real emotional intimacy, there's no sounds. In real emotional intimacy, there's no resistance. In real emotional intimacy, you're not overcoming anything. So in real emotional intimacy, there's no outcry of an explosion of emotion because you're already melted away. Fakert. If you would start screaming and hollering and singing and pounding, it would only degrade. It would degrade one's uh, one spirituality. It's it doesn't work. It's like it's the wrong it's the wrong moment. It's like bringing in a photographer into a moment of intimacy. It's a moment of intimacy. It's not about the picture. One see. So it was once. So I wanted to say. So it was once by the end of Ne'ilah, and uh, it was Shabbos. Yom Kippur it was Shabbos, and uh, so you say Avinu Kainu once, right, by the end of Ne'ilah. And after Avinu Malkeinu, there is uh, there is Shema Yisrael and Baruch Shem and Hashem So I was a child, and the Rebbe was standing by his place, and he wasn't moving. All Yom Kippur, he would stand or sit. And literally, you know, <laughs> say everything, and look, he would uh, say Tehillim a lot by the Piyutim, he would say Tehillim, or he yeah, had the Kavanahs of Darizal over there, but uh, no, you saw no Ispilus. And uh, so, they, so they were singing Ovinu Malkainu, the Alter Rebbe's nig and, uh, and they sang it, and uh, they finished Ovinu Malkainu, and they saw that the Rebbe was still uh, saying the Malkainu or Davini, so the chasm was waiting to say Shema Yisrael, because it looked like the Rebbe wasn't finished the Vina Marken. So it became quiet and Shul. Sure. It became quiet and Shul. Sure, and suddenly, I was close, I heard. I heard tremendous sobbing. Tremendous sobbing. And I took a look, the Rebbe was under his talus. He wasn't moving, but he was sobbing under his talus. And it was like uh, extraordinarily insightful for me, and emotional, because from the outside, when there was noise, you couldn't see anything. It looked like just a person standing in davening. But suddenly there was such an, over there, It was actually an explosion of emotion <coughs> that was start startling to me. And then I realized a person could stand in one place, very, very quiet, literally not move even a part of their body. And sometimes, it's not that there's no emotion, it's so deep that no one can see it, no one, no one, no one can experience one moment. The second moment I wanted to describe to you was a lot of guests would come for Tishrei. A lot of guests. And then they would leave after Tishrei. So the Lubavitch Rebbe would come out of Shul to escort them. So when the bus came to take the people to the airport from Eretz Yisrael or other places, this is the earlier years, so he would come out and they would sing a niggin and he would watch all the archim go off, go to the airport. Five minutes, ten minutes. Twenty minutes. It was like a So the Rebbe was standing in front, outside, and he would look at everybody and, you know, wave or make, a, make with his, you know, give, give an encouragement with his hand. There was one Yid from Eretz Yisrael who was very close to the Rebbe. He was a about Boltshuva. He drove a tractor. He was a very interesting person. He was a very emotional man. And he was a very big chassid. that he was very close to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And it was very hard for him to leave emotionally, like when you're leaving from somebody very close to you. So he was standing there on the parkway, eastern parkway, and the Rebbe was on the top in front of Shul. The Rebbe would look at all the guests, and they were going onto the bus, and the, the Chavre would sing a nigger, and the whatever it was, they would sing. They would go a rick, the Archim would dance, and they would go off. And the Rebbe was looking around, and at some point, their eyes got fixed on each other. The eyes of this chassid and the eyes of the rebbe, you know, the Lubavitcher rebbe had eyes penetrating us. They got fixed at each other. It was far away. He was by the shul and he was by the street, going onto the bus. But they got fixed, and they were looking at each other. And this man, the chassid, who was leaving the yeshiva. Was crying. He was weeping. The rebbe was just looking at him, but with a complete gaze, unwavering. Two eyes were fixed on his eyes, and. The Rebbe did not move. He was just looking and did not say a word, did not express any emotion. But it would be hard in life to be able to see a deeper dvekas between people. A deeper dvekas, Because any word or even expression would only uh, Diminish. diminish and compromise the power of the moment. It was just a gaze. It couldn't be captured in words. But you saw the p'china of v'navshek shura b'navshek. What it means that a Rebbe, his whole essence, he gives over to a chassid, v'navshek shura b'navshek, it was nothing else. The entire etzem ha-nefesh was like fixed onto this person, and this person was fixed onto this person, eyes to eyes. It wasn't screaming. The chassid was crying. It wasn't screaming. It's a moment of dveikas. Dveikas means you don't fail yourself. There's no ego. If you don't feel yourself, there's nobody to scream. You just enjoy the experience without even experiencing the joy in a self-conscious way. This was just a, a very powerful, powerful illustration of this type of oneness. We're not used to it in our vocabulary. Either Judaism is dead, or if it's alive, there's a lot of ruckus there's a lot of ruckus, a lot of commotion. But the ultimate experience is mayim, not esh. This doesn't diminish esh. Esh is esh. Is you can't compete with esh. But mayim is much deeper. So what does this mean in Comes sukkas. The kam is the hug. When you're being hugged, you don't <coughs> scream. You just melt away in the hug. You just melt away. So the avoid uh, of sukkas is Nisachamayim. That's the connection of the Sukkah and Nisachamayim. So there was also a fire on sukkas. There used to be Makar of the Karbanas on sukkas also. They had the 70 bulls besides the regular Karbanas. But the uniqueness of sukkas is, after he explained a Shalomata, after he explained Eish after he explained yom Kippur, he says, you come to sukkas. what's sukkas? Sukkas they poured water on the Mizbech. This explains why, Mi Shaloyra, Simchas, Beis ha-sheyeva. What's the big deal? How do you make a statement? If you weren't by Simchas Beza HaShavah, you were never happy. Come on, what are the Chazal trying to say? And what are we supposed to feel? <laughs> like, why would they tell this to anybody? It's like people will say, if you weren't at last night's Chasana, you'll never be at a Chasana again. What, what, was it, you want to be Mechazek Eden? They say, Okay. What's the point? And what does it even mean? What if you're dancing at your child's wedding? You're besimcha. Well, you're you weren't besimcha's beshashev. Mishlo yiras besimcha's What's the Havana? But now we can understand it. First of all, we understand what's the simcha of nissa chama. What's tanzman agan sonach? Nissa chama. Nissa You don't dance. Nissa chama. You dance because nissa chayyan. There's still the pchin of esh, and whenever there's the pchin of esh, there's missing in the simcha. It's more the taika, it's the yearning, it's the longing. In Nisachamayim, where there's complete oneness, this is where the simcha, the ultimate joy came out. Ultimate joy is when there's complete oneness. Misha leirah simcha beis asheva simcha Mayam of means, the Chazal are saying, don't underestimate what real simcha is. Don't, excuse me, don't reduce real simcha to pseudo simcha, to fake simcha, not to fake simcha, to more superficial simcha. If you're not toifus, if you're not toifus, the chiddush, the pchin of simchis beis hashoeva, layras simcha In a person's life, in a person's life, it's hard for them to experience what this type of simcha is. It's the simcha not of his spilus; it's the simcha of uh, of dvekas, not the simcha of aish, the simcha of maya. So, seven days of sukkahs this was this special avoid of Nisachamaya. A good to everybody. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net/donate.